Christianese Hot Topic. And that's right. You're listening to Christianese, and you may not be familiar with that first stinger. That's what we call it in the podcasting business right there. Hot Topic. This is a new branch of Christianese. Am I right, Jared? You know, the only stingers I know are those pills they sell at truck stops. Very uh, true. That keep you up for 48 hours straight. Which I highly recommend if you have a final to take or you have to drive across the country in two hours. You know what I like to do is like the night before a flight, pop six of those yep. and just... You don't even need your airplane ticket, right? That's true. That's Just true. Soaring. Hey, we don't have a ton of time with our guests today, so here's what we're trying to do. We. Uh, have received some feedback just recently, kind of wondering why it is we we talk the way that we do with Brian um, from some of our Christian listeners. Uh, good concerns, concerns that are helpful that we we take seriously. Um, just wondering why we have had as many conversations as we've had with Brian and why we, we plan to, to continue to have those, why we allow Brian to share his worldview and um, and why we're willing to ask him questions and kind of interview him and get to know him a little bit. And we just wanted to take just a few minutes here and uh, talk through some of that. And actually, this is something we hope to do on the off weeks, have longer conversations with uh, Brian, Dan, and I. And then in the off weeks, do a little 20-minute hot topic kind of thing. That's right. Um, and so today, we just want to talk about the way that we're approaching it. Our guest is Randy Starkey. Randy is calling from Germantown, is that right, North Carolina? Stanley. Stanleyville. Stanley. Stanley, North Carolina. That's correct. Randy and I have known each other, what, uh, seven years now? Eight years? Seven, eight, yeah. Your guess is as good as mine, Jared. And that's amazing. Randy and I have known each other for about... Four minutes, which is, and you know, the funny thing is, your your relationship's actually deeper now than ours is. Gosh, <laughs> uh, actually, Jared, actually, Jared, I can put it down. It's 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 been more than eight years because we met while you were selling mattresses. That's right. Oh, yeah, gosh. I I sold you a mattress before we were That's going right. to the same church, and then God kind of led Randy to be at the church that I served at. I had his son in our youth group, and uh, Randy and I developed a fast friendship. He's. Uh, an extremely intelligent person. He's well-trained. He's so thoughtful. He's been a huge encouragement to me. So even as we were getting some of this feedback, I just jumped on the phone with Randy, who has been listening, kind of following with our podcast. And we just started talking through what it looks like helpfully to to engage uh, people who have a different faith or unbelievers from a Christian standpoint. And um, what are some helpful principles, helpful ways to think about that, things that are unhelpful? You know, the, the spectrum of, of ways to engage people out there it ranges from from the first conversation, the first moment, you're very upfront with with all that you are, and really kind of the the continuing of the relationship is based on them accepting the presuppositions of of who you are. Really. So it's this is who I am. We can continue if if you will agree and kind of acquiesce to these principles. All the way to on the other end, um and what I would say is an unhelpful perspective, just kind of having a milquetoast theology that accepts and affirms everyone and is not really willing to identify differences. What we're trying to do here, Dan, jump in here. What we're trying to do here is have benevolent dialogue with people who disagree with us, one of whom is Brian, and uh, really explore, tease out the differences between the Christian worldview and the agnostic worldview, not in a way that validates or affirms both of those, because each of us would say that we believe our worldview is right, to the exclusion, probably, uh, of of the others, I say probably because I don't know how Brian would think of us, but I think he would probably say yes. He thinks we're wrong, and and we would say that back to him. Absolutely, and I think that's that's a perfect way to 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 intro that. And I would love to hear from Randy because we have Randy for a limited amount of time. So Randy, anything that we've kind of set up there, we would just love to hear your thoughts and welcome that as part of this this longer conversation that we're having with Brian. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things I would say is, and Jared, I didn't actually share this specifically with you uh, earlier in our conversation, but I actually used a clip of Christianese to introduce a topic I was doing on a Sunday evening or a Wednesday evening in my church. And afterwards, I did have one member that engaged with me and kind of kind of raised some questions about this kind of podcast. And 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 they were very benevolent, but their question was, does that in essence lend credibility to agnosticism or other beliefs? And and so when Jared, when you when you first brought this up to me, I immediately thought of that. And um and and it's a my immediate response is is, you know, obviously I hear what they're saying. As right, far as, right. you know, when you're having conversations with people of different belief and you're showing respect to them as a person, you know, are you are you like given credibility to say, hey, what you believe that we don't believe, hey, it might be right. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you guys are doing it by any means, but it's a it's a valid question that somebody may ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And and what I you know, as a pastor for 23 years, you know. I see a lot of people from both ends of the spectrum as far as how I don't want to use a bad word or ugly word to say fundamental or legalistic. They can be about some things Uh, in this case, maybe evangelism, uh, how you evangelize somebody. And 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 I listen. And a lot of times it becomes an argument. You know, one guy thinks, you know, well, you've got to give them the gospel and that kind of stuff. And and that's what they need. And, and, you know, you got to talk about hell and you got to do all those kinds of things. And then you get the other side. It's like all so much relational that they never get to the gospel. Right. And, and in my experience, I, I, I've, I've kind of had my judgmental attitudes at times, however wrong I am. But I've come to a place where I recognize that both those spectrums are needed. And, Jared, what I, I think we talked about before was – Man, I just wish people would come to a place where they could see the beauty of the distinctiveness in the body of Christ. We need people who are like evangelism, evangelism. But we need other people also to go and, you know, hang on a second. We need to have some conversations. You know, these people are real people. They don't believe like we believe, but we need to value them as a person. We need to talk with them and respect them, not necessarily what they believe, but we need to respect them. And I think what you guys are doing at least in, in as I've listened to it, has encouraged me that you guys are having an honest conversation in a of just a, a amiable way with somebody who is you know diametrically different than you guys. Right. Um, you know, you believe in the gospel. Uh, other people, and Brian in this case, you know, he doesn't believe what you guys believe. But the conversation is is so good because you get to learn. Well, somebody who doesn't have the worldview you have, the paradigms you have, who hasn't had the experience in the walls of the church that you've had, what they're seeing the world as. And so now you gain the opportunity, I think, to more, to speak into that world more. Right. Yes. Does that make sense? Totally. And I, I think, just to be clear, we, we didn't, we're not bringing Randy on today to, to pat ourselves on the back that we're doing this really well. I think some of the feedback we received definitely caused us to, to be introspective and wrestle through, Absolutely. are we dropping the ball? Are we being ashamed of the gospel? Are we, are we punning on things that we need to? And I think it was a good chance just in conversation with Dan and Randy and some other people at, at my church who, who know me and I love and trust just to say, no, there, there's value in engaging unbelievers where they're at, right? Not in a way that compromises the gospel, not in right. a way that pretends that sin or hell are not realities, 
um, but in a way that is willing to have the kind of conversation that allows you to have ongoing conversations. So yes. it's not a, I like to think of them as single use conversations, right? right. Sometimes you're going right. to bump into people and have a single use conversation and either because of the, the circumstance or the meeting or even just the way the conversation goes, that's probably going to be the only talk you ever have. Yes. But our hope with Brian and, and my hope is that for people who listen to this and have unbelievers in their life, people who believe things that are different than them, is that there's the opportunity to continue to have conversation. A way, not again, not in a way that compromises belief, not in a way that that blurs the line between that. Yes. Um, but that allows the kind of conversation that can keep going. And and to Randy's point too, and, and to what you were saying, Jared, in terms of not just patting ourselves on the back, I love to hear what Randy said that there is room for many, many approaches. I mean, Paul again Paul right. had a different approach to different people as he would as he would share the gospel and without compromising what the gospel is. But I do think this has been great for me because this whole giant experiment we're doing called Christianese right. that we wanted to start doing, this has had huge value for me to get that feedback saying, hey, maybe there are times where, you, and you and I have had these conversations before as we've talked to Brian, we need to push back more on some yeah. things. That's why this last episode I felt like we did yeah. push back a little bit and we actually had some he acquiesced a little bit to ultimately saying well you know what i think my idea of good and evil ultimately is based on the christian judeo the judeo christian ethic right which i think was was uh, was interesting that was gives us something to talk about moving forward yes absolutely and i and i just i again randy i really appreciate the the fact that you said that there are room for because that's one of the things you know in my selfishness selfishness in my sin in my brokenness my first response was i don't i don't want to be told anything you know and i was i I got a little angry and i got a little hurt with it but now i'm also realizing this person who told me this is a brother in Christ yeah and I welcome I welcome having that uh, that kind of feedback yeah and well, uh, to add to know, that I have a scone right now that's also making me feel better <laughs> just about any criticism we might have Randy go ahead no um, I was kind of give you a perspective of where I'm coming from with that idea is you know I'm a Southern Baptist yes and uh, you know in the Southern Baptist Convention you know there's been a, a long argument now over between the Calvinist and the non-Calvinist you know, and there's this fear about, you know, the Calvinists are driving out the non-Calvinists. The non-Calvinists trying to drive out the Calvinists. And my position right. is we need them both. Yes. Because they keep us balanced. Right. Yes. We don't want to get rid of anybody because while we disagree, there's there's a balance that, that keeps us in check. And I think that's true in the broader body when you deal with any subject. Now, we're not talking about heretical things like, you know, we don't need people in the church to say, and I don't think Jesus is God. Right. But we're talking about secondary and tertiary matters where— evangelism, how you do it, methodology. We need uh, both ends of the spectrum to keep us balanced, to keep us in check. I think that's a gift from God. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 100%. Like you you talked about on the phone with me the other day, I mean, that's that's what God talks about, right? That that in the body there are people with different gifting and different members, right? And we can't say to somebody who, in a tertiary or secondary kind of thing, a non-gospel-related issue— demean people who have who have a different perspective right that that there's value in us getting together and saying you know i don't know that i would do it that way um but because we're we're still united in the tenets of the gospel because we still believe kind of the same theology here i can value your perspective and hopefully you can value mine to dan's point yeah sometimes when i get feedback and criticism it i just want to fight against it i want to i want to bring up defenses but i think there is value in saying you know that's a valid perspective and hopefully you can see the valid perspective that i'm bringing randy we don't have you for much longer um, just kind of from your standpoint, biblically, um, but also pastorally, what do you think are some key principles uh, that undergird helpful ways to engage people of different worldview, or we would say unbelievers, uh, f- as a Christian? Well, I mean, one of the principles that, that's really been 
driving me in, I guess, my, my more recent days because I'm coming from more of a, a fundamental legalist side on this evangelical issue. I mean, I would have been the guy who, who would have been saying, you know, but you guys got to share the gospel. You know, you got to like get him to a point where like you're going, hey, do you believe it or not? That's yes. where I came from. Yeah. Now I'm in the area where I'm realizing where there are times, like you said, where you got a one-off meeting and you want to make sure you share the gospel. But probably the broader perspective and the thing that I'm learning more is that I think we have to earn the right to speak into people's lives. Huh. And, 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 and so when you're engaging with somebody, whether you don't know where they're coming from or you know they're of a different worldview, you know, I think that while you don't have to hide your Christian your Christian beliefs, why you don't have to uh, compromise, I think you have to walk in their world a little bit. I think you have to earn the right to be able to say to them, hey, you're wrong. Uh, this is what I believe. Because when you earn that right, then you, you get an audience rather than an argument. Yes. Oh, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, I like that. An that's, audience that's rather than an I've argument. That's what I've been learning, and that's yeah. what I think you guys are doing. That's what I get from you guys. That's why I've so enjoyed listening to your podcast, because it just reminds me uh, of that reality and for people like me the way i used to be and maybe people who are like that in the church today what i think the issue is that their bubble is typically bees the is the bees excuse me is the the walls of the church <laughs> yes right yeah. right and so i'm i'm just now in my latter part of my life learning the value of, man i need to get outside these walls even as a pastor and i'm getting involved in my community and i'm running all kinds of people who maybe cultural Christian or otherwise, and I'm learning. I've got to, I can't just jump on them about the morals. Yeah. You know, I, I need to walk in the world. I need to earn respect. I need to gain an audience with them. And then they're going to listen to me. Yes. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. going to value my opinion yeah. and they're going to think about it beyond our conversation rather than just write me off. Right. And, and probably the, just to acknowledge it, probably the theological objection that some people might make is that it's the proclamation of the gospel through the power of the Spirit that brings change, right? And yeah. none of us would right. disagree Absolutely. with that in any way. Absolutely. And yet, even when we look to the way that Christ interacted with people, the Apostle Paul interacted with people, um, he would enter doing exactly what you said. He would enter into their world. I mean, you even think about Paul in Acts 17 at the Areopagus, right? Acknowledging, right. here's this God that you worship. Let me tell you about that God. Right. And just kind of entering in their world and gaining that audience so that he could clearly share the gospel. And I was reading yes. that the other day. I'm just thinking about this and you know, seeing the, the common reaction that we see in the New Testament happened in Acts 17. Some people believed, some people were interested to hear more, and some people scoffed and walked away, right? That's but right. I think the, the right. way that Paul, Apostle Paul did that, I think there needs to be that willingness to sit down alongside someone, and not in a way that in any way compromises gospel truth, that, no. that seeks to undermine the reality of sin and hell, but also in a way that, that engages them and allows to continue to help them understand. And I think one thing we've seen with... With Brian is he's he's understands facets of Christianity, but yes. his understanding of Christianity as a whole, he would say, is is lacking, right? So so just to maybe jump into a conversation without really addressing and developing who is God, who is man, what is yes. sin, what is the gospel. You know, when we send missionaries to, to Papua New Guinea, they'll spend months or years doing this chronological Bible teaching, helping yes. people Laying frame up something they don't have. Yes. Right? Yes. And I'd like to think that on some level that's the kind of conversation we're having with Brian. Randy, I know you got to go. Do you want any any closing thoughts you can give us? Well, I was just going to add to that because it's something I'm even dealing with in a different context here. Um, but you know, while I absolutely stand on the statement you just said, you know, it's it's the proclamation of the gospel that through the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms lives. It's not my personality or in that kind of stuff. But 
in addition to that, we I don't ever want to forget that the, the gospel is is more inherently incarnational. And so it's not it's not mm, information yeah. transfer. You know, yeah. I imagine that Brian he knows a lot of stuff right. about Christian beliefs. You know, and but there's there's another step to that. I think that there is the proclamation and the power in the proclamation, and I, and I don't want to compromise that whatsoever. But I want to add to that, not adding to the gospel, but I want to add to that concept that the gospel is primarily incarnational. That it's it's not just about us saying the right things. It's about who we are and how we live that out before people. And if all we do is think, well, we got to get on an audience and we got to give them, you know, a four point gospel yeah. from uh, creation to consummation, yeah. and then like push them to a decision, I think we're missing, you know, some key inherent aspects of the gospel itself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The gospel is more fully orbed than just four points that you believe. And even Randy, given our background, right, I grew up in a, a conservative Baptist uh, on the East Coast. You, you grew up in the, the Southern Baptist world. But the decisionism that we've been exposed to, right, where you just present the gospel and somebody does kind of this simplistic either verbal commitment or prayer doesn't necessarily always reflect a heart change, right? It doesn't reflect a worldview right. that acknowledges the supremacy of Jesus Christ, the lordship of the Father over yes. the world, right? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think there is that balance where the gospel is simple, and for a lot of people, the gospel is offensive. Yes. The gospel is also a fully orbed worldview that on some level you have to understand a bit of before you commit your life to it through God's grace, right? It's not just saying, yeah, sure, that sounds great, sign me up. Um, it's a little bit more than joining the essential oils team or something like that. <laughs> which, which, by the way, I lettered a little bit, the essential a little bit more, Just a little bit more. A little bit more. Randy, you got to go. Yeah. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Randy, would you call us again sometime? We loved having a conversation with you. Uh, absolutely. And guys, listen, I, there's always going to be people who are going to question kind of some of the things you guys are doing, but don't stop what you're doing. Just you know, keep your heads up. And there's, there's a whole crew out there of people, I think, you know, even though you're the least listened to podcast in, America, in the world, you know, those few people <laughs> in the universe that that are highly encouraged from what you guys are doing. And, and I'm one of them. I have another young man at my church who loves your guys' podcast. Oh, and that's he, awesome. He's, he, I'm mentoring him every week, and he eats up this Christianese podcast. So, uh, you know, it's, it's doing a great uh, – uh, it's serving a role of discipleship for him. So that's great. be encouraged. Thanks, bro. Appreciate Thank you very friendship. much. Thank you for taking the time. And, Randy, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Y'all have a great day. You, you too. too. So that was Randy, and that couldn't have been more encouraging, and I'm so glad to hear that. And along the lines with what Randy and what you've been talking about, too, the the experiment of Christianese also, for me, you know, I listened, uh, started listening a couple years ago to a lot of Tim Keller. Mm. And the way Tim Keller engages an audience that typically in New York City would not hear, they just, they're they're very post-Christian, they're... Christianity, again, giving, and there's nothing wrong with the four spiritual laws, and there's nothing wrong with, for instance, the Ray Comfort approach to giving the gospel, but it doesn't, as we've seen with Brian, sometimes your best, the best things that are great in the church bubble in terms of like, hey, if you just say this and do this and do this and do this, then somebody comes to Jesus. And sometimes it does, but again, we take what we discount there is the sovereignty of God, right? Right. Ultimately, it's God who's going to lift that veil. You can slam dunk the four laws, that doesn't correlate necessarily to conversion exactly and but it also with some of the some of the in, the, the information we've gotten back from some people too it, it's encouraging in that you know maybe there is some some more groundwork as we know there is to lay with Brian in terms of 
who is Christ? Who 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 to you is Jesus? Because I do think right. I, I, that's the one thing that what Randy said. I don't know how much knowledge Brian actually has about Christianity. I think he would admit and has admitted on the podcast several times. Hey, you know, I don't really know the history. I don't know, and I think sometimes that's somewhere where we can be better in saying, "Hey, who is Jesus to you?" Almost the almost back to the the. Um, uh, you know the whole liar, lunatic, or Lord right, argument. Right. You know who who is he, and maybe have time to unpack that. Yeah, and I think you know along with with Tim Keller, people like C.S. Lewis, people like Francis Schaeffer, yes. right, who have done a great job sitting in somebody's worldview and really yeah. teasing out for them. This yeah. is the implication of what you believe. Now, let me show you the implication of what the gospel has to say. Yes, um, I think there's a lot of a lot of value to that. When we started this, we never meant it to be. This is the way to no. do it. I, I love what Randy said that. We need a variety of personalities because yes. personality plays into that and variety of perspectives. Again, we're not talking about changing the message of the gospel. That remains intact. No, sir. But whether we're sharing sharing the, the story of Christ with Brian here in this beautiful studio that we have, this Taj Mahal of studios, <laughs> or we're, with we're the doing marble it, walls. We're doing yeah. it with a Mormon in our home, or yes. we're doing it in India or in China or in Pakistan. The message stays the same, but yeah. given the person that we're talking to, there needs to be what we would call contextualization. I need to be yes. willing to kind of adapt my approach. Again, hear this. Not adapt the message, that doesn't change, Correct. but adapt the way in which I would speak about that so that I can be helpful to the person I'm talking to. Yes, and uh, to the three of you who are listening to this podcast. Thanks, Mom. And <clears throat> my twin sisters. Um, <laughs> not really. I don't have twin sisters. But Marge if I did, hopefully they'd be listening. Uh, but, you know, this, again, is an experiment, and uh, we're finding our way as we go. And the one thing I would say, if nothing else, and this struck me this morning as I was heading to a Bible study with my, my brother Jared here, um, you know, I'm hoping that maybe somebody listening to this who's trying to, maybe afraid to engage somebody else mm. who doesn't agree with them, uh, would be encouraged at not only our successes when we have them, but our failures totally. and be able yeah. to say, hey, you know what? They missed an opportunity there. And I have somebody like that in my life right now. And I'm not going to miss that opportunity and and learn from our failures. You know, that right. I've, I've told this on the podcast before. My son's attending Biola University. And the president of the college said, you know, often the greatest growth happens in failure. And he says, we're here for your students in success, but we're really here for them in their failure. That's great. So if if somebody out there listens to us with it and yeah. make a huge, huge uh, mistake, may, hopefully they'll learn from that. Climb in the ditch with us. We're right there. Do you think Biola will sponsor us now? Did you mention that? <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. For a that, great education. That, look no further than Biola University. Yeah, we can do it. We can do a stinger for that too. All right. This is a shorter version of uh, Christianese. We're hoping to bring these to you every Hot other topic. week. Hot topic. And then we'll, uh, we'll do the longer format with Brian again. Uh, Lord willing, next week uh, but uh, keep listening we'd love to have you guys and, can I leave uh, you with this yes leave me with this you, know, you mentioned your twin sisters my, yes. my mom told me that early on yeah. this is a gross term I don't know if this is the right term even in gestation <laughs> I okay. had a twin and that I absorbed him you're kidding so if you ever say like man Jared's like really ripped if you know me I'm not it's because I literally have the strength of two men in me I, I, I ate my twin early on I've never looked no back no way so uh, be warmed and filled with that, friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks. See you next time. Hot Topic.